Geese for years have been cooked incorrectly. They still are cooked incorrectly. So you can't cook it like a duck, you can't cook it like a chook, you can't cook it like a turkey. You've got to cook it like a goose. This is The Producers. I'm Danny Vallant. Lucy McKenzie and her husband Herb were running a drought-affected cattle farm with cash flow issues when they decided to branch out into free-range geese. It's been hard. It's been huge. They moved the whole operation from New South Wales to Victoria on the eve of the pandemic. But along the way, you Goose has won the hearts of some of Australia's top chefs and turned Lucy McKenzie into a huge goose freak. My name's Lucy McKenzie um, and my husband and I, Herb, and our family, we are um, well, geese producers. So we, we started You Goose um, back in 2014 um, and we were based in northern New South Wales. My um, husband was a fifth generation farmer up there. So basically the reason why we got into it um, was because of years of drought um, and hardship and we'd moved our, we're also cattle producers, so we'd moved our trading cattle operation from a um, trade operation where we're having a lot of cash flow coming in over summer months to a seed stock operation, so we sell Angus bulls as well. So we had a massive cash flow gap. So we needed to be setting the price of something instead of being price takers. Um, and we needed to find a product that we could set set the price on basically and have a unique product that no one else was doing um, in the country. And um, probably drinking far too much alcohol in the drought, um, but we we kept sort of searching for something that was completely different, unique, that suited the climate that we're in up in Langothlin, which is just north of Gyra in the New England. So it snows, it's cold, um, but suited our operation, and we sort of um, fell upon geese. So you goose was sort of born then. Um, our mates thought we'd completely lost the plot. Um, so we kept it quiet what we were doing for quite a while. Um, and then we sort of slowly, slowly sort of built from there to be completely integrated from conception to the plate there. And then we made the extremely tough decision to um, relocate and sell um, at the start of 2020 to Victoria down in South Gippsland. So that's where I'm from. Um, and we've completely rebuilt down here. So that's sort of where we're at. Cattle and geese aren't an obvious fit, but a seasonal heritage bird actually fits in well with Lucy McKenzie's farming operations. How did she land on geese? We wanted something. So a dear friend, um, um, we were throwing around ideas, and I won't mention this gorgeous um, girl's name, um, but she she's fantastic with ideas. Um, and we, we wanted something that we knew. We didn't want it so intensive that it was like a dairy, but we wanted something basically that we could put out in the paddock um, and uh, that could potentially graze with the cattle or graze with the sheep. And initially... Um, I suppose when we, we fell across geese, I mean, I suppose if we knew what we knew now about geese, we probably wouldn't go into it. Um, it's extremely, it's an extremely complex industry and they're extremely finicky birds. Um, but yeah, we just sort of, um, 
I don't know, we sort of fell in love with the idea of it. And I think, as I said before, the, having something that um, suited, the, suited our operation, suited our cash flow gap, knowing that the product would be ready um, at a time we had that cash flow gap, that also suited something. And we didn't want something that was like a broiler farm or like, you know, a, a conventional duck farm like, you know, Peppies or, or Lover Duck with Peking Ducks because there's always so much of that in the market. Um, we wanted something that was different, that was unique, um, that had a bit of heritage about it, that had a bit of prestige about it, something that was seasonal, something that was, you know, different, that not every man and his dogs eats all the time, something that's um, something that when you have it, you sort of remember having it and it is unique and special. But on the flip side of it, and this is why we wanted um, to get into it, we also wanted everyone from every um, walk of life to be able to experience goose because goose is seasonal. They're like cattle and sheep. They only lay once a year. Um, but we've made our range of products so that everyone from any budget can have a goose experience. So um, people that you know um, may not be able to afford a whole goose at Christmas can still afford a you know a confi a confi leg if it's a an older widow or a gentleman that still wants an awesome Christmas treat they can still afford that or, or a rendered jar of goose fat so that's sort of um, I probably haven't answered your question but that's probably sort of where where we're at and that's sort of what we're aiming for that everyone gets a bit of goose. Leaving a generational farm, moving a family interstate and rebuilding a paddock-to-plate farm is an enormous decision and a massive commitment. Lucy explains the move to Gippsland. It was a mixture of mixture of things, but we thought we needed to be in an area. We're in the business of growing grass um, and we need to be in a reliable climate. The New England is reliable, but it's not as reliable as South Gippsland. So... Um, it was, it was yeah, one of the hardest decisions we've ever had to make and I'll never appreciate how hard it was for my husband. Um, but we bought a beautiful property in South Gippsland. It's a quite a famous property, actually. It's called Tullaree. Um, and there's been a few books written about it, actually, called Lady of the Swamp. So um, we're hopefully, eventually, we'll be doing some sort of food degustation days in the garden again and people used to go and do ghost tours there, that sort of thing. So... There aren't, I don't know if there's many ghosts there because our kids are so mad and crazy, but um, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be doing stuff again there soon. But it's, it's, the, the rebuild has been um, different states, different laws, different councils. If, if someone said to us, because we bought, we pulled all the facilities down and pulled everything down to move to Victoria, the rebuild has been exceptionally challenging, um, but it's, we're nearly there. We're nearly there. It's just taken a bit longer, I suppose, than what we initially thought when we moved here at the start of COVID. You're doing what? You Goose wasn't received with universal enthusiasm when they moved into the neighbourhood. Local scepticism has been yet another challenge to deal with. It, it's taken a while for the few of the locals um, to get their heads around. Um, there's, there's quite a few traditional people that are around us. So... I think that anyone that's doing something different because we're, I suppose, um, uh, on, on, you know, in terms of free-range geese, we're probably the largest people in Australia doing it. And people, I think people are scared of anything that's different or untoward. So 
when people knew that we were coming here to do this, a lot of people thought, oh, my God, it's going to be this huge conventional brawler farm. There's going to be sheds everywhere. And we haven't had one of the neighbours saying their cattle's going to choke on the feathers, which is just outrageous. Um, you know, geese only molt once a year. Um, but they don't understand that geese are just like cattle and sheep. I mean, we move them with a kelpie. Um, they're, just, they're just there doing their thing. Um, not sort of affecting anything or hurting anyone, and and then the and the goslings are all processed, but before six months of age. So the geese they're at the end of their lay now, and they lay for a couple of months. Um, we either let them sit if their nests are fantastic, or we incubate the eggs, and then um, they if they're green geese processed before Christmas, they're they're then nothing's processed under twelve weeks of age, and they're processed between. Um, before six months of age. The Yugoos gang is a mixture of breeders and commercial birds. Demand is strong, but Lucy cautions that goose farming isn't for everyone. Oh, well, well we have about, well, normally 3,000 breeders, 3,000 breeding geese, um, and then each year it varies with the amount of goslings um, that we get or how many that we put um, back into back into the um, back into the gaggle because we sort of have a stud gaggle and a commercial gaggle. So um, so anyone that's cattle, the cattle minded will sort of understand that. Um, so and then we sell all of our goslings on a first in best dress basis. So we're still continuing to get phone calls now from a heap of people wanting wanting geese. Um, we have sold out, which is fantastic, which is fantastic um, this year. Um, but we, um, yeah, I wish I had a few more this season, but it's just, um, it's, we thought that COVID actually was going to be, we were a bit nervous with COVID, but it's, um, it didn't affect us at all COVID with the numbers and, and the, and the demand and drive for, for, for people that are wanting to, wanting to get into it. But if I could say that there's so many people that often ring, ring us up and say, I'm going to become the next goose producer and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I just, um, if I could say, just urge with caution, they are exceptionally difficult to process and I just get so excited about the other types of protein that are about that are so undiscovered still that I wish someone would just basically grab the bull by the horns with and, and leap on. Um, I think we, we still need a lot more free-range quail producers, um, more free-range pheasant producers. There's a fantastic bloke in Poorong that sort of jumped on that John. He's doing a fantastic job with that. Um, but there's just so many of these heritage breeds um, and heritage poultry that, that really need to be, um, you know, rekindled and, and, and produced again because they're just – uh, I just think it's, it's it's imperative and and something if you if you're wanting cash flow and regularity, geese probably aren't aren't your, your best thing because we've done geese to fit into our program, I suppose, with cattle. Popular in nursery rhymes, geese are often viewed with sentimentality, which can make farming them for meat a little tricky. As Lucy explains, successful farming is about education as much as production. But I think the hardest thing with geese is that people still associate goose as a pet. So they, we are often abused um, for what we do, but um, I'm goose mad, I'm goose obsessed. If I go to the shops and see anything goose themed, I have to buy it. So it's, um, 
we and we've got other poultry as well. You know, the kids have got chooks. My, my son's got about a hundred budgies. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and we also, you know, do some ducks, or, or we can grow it and cater to chefs' requirements of other, you know, guinea fowl or whatever the chefs want. So, but overseas, there's not this um, thought process of goose being pets, and this is where it's so different in Australia. Um, and our, our biggest challenge, I suppose, and we're, we're so close, is educating people um, with the geese. As I said before, everyone can have a goose experience, but eating eating the goose at its best and in season. So um, we've it's been a we've educated a lot of people since we sort of started um, in two thousand and in two thousand and fourteen. Um, but it's um, we've still got a way to go. But I think we're making some progress. Producing geese is one thing; building demand is another. Lucy explains how she first got the word out with chefs and worked with them to create the exact results they were after. How did I start to sell my geese? So I, um, my major was marketing at uni after ag college. So I've often been told I, I can flog ice to Eskimos. So I annoyed the bejesus out of chefs, um, Danny, till they said yes. I just kept ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. Um, and I, which a lot of meat, um, well, actually, no, I went to meat distributors as well, but I went to the chefs who I idolised and that I wanted the product to go to. So um, at that stage, Phil Wood was at Rockpool. Um, Patrick Friesen. It was down at Manly. So different styles and, um, and you know, quite a few other people, you know, um, went straight to Matt Moran in that area at Sydney, obviously, because we could fly down there. Um, and and Ross Lusted, um, the geese also were at Noma when he was here as well. But I pestered just the bajingos out of people, gave them samples and said, Tell me what you think, honestly. And this was before we actually had our own processing facility. What needs to change? What don't you like? Is it crap? Um, do you want more cover on the birds? Do you like this breed of bird? Um, you know, if it was an Asian client, I said, do you want more European influence, less European influence? I asked them what they wanted. Um, and then we sort of went went from there. So we custom processed to the client's requirements um, and gave them what they want and I think that that was a, a fantastic starting point for our product in the industry. Goose isn't a regular dinner table poultry. What does it actually taste like and what should buyers be aware of when buying and cooking it? So eating goose, so I often say to people eating goose is a just for the common person that doesn't have any idea what goose is like, um, is a cross between a duck and lamb without the gaminess of um, a duck, but obviously it depends who's cooking it for you. Um, and I'm not quite sure if this um, was recorded before, but um, when we first got into the geese, they were saying um, to both Herb and I, if you put a goose and a rock in the pot, when the rock rises to the top, the goose will be ready. So that got us really um, worried initially about how people have been cooking goose for generations. And it's especially important if you're not buying one of our geese that you make sure that it is 100% goose 
and it is 100% under six months of age. And if the producer that is making it can't give you those guarantees, then it's probably going to be unbelievably tough. Um, so there's some fantastic fail-safe recipes that you can go go to if you're starting out, and the best ones are normally the Maggie Beer, Apple and Sage Stuffed Goose. Um, and uh, Jamie Oliver, I think, has got a spiced um, a goose recipe as well, and that's got fantastic fail-safe cooking guidelines on there, so long and slow, not not fast. But, yeah, so that's sort of a bit of a, a summarised version of that one. No farming is easy, but geese offer particular challenges, especially at scale. From testosterone oversupply to the vagaries of incubation and feeding, Lucy outlines some of the difficulties. There's a difference between getting into geese and doing them as a backyarder and having a little incubator and and saying, oh yeah, I get you know this many geese a year, compared to having a, a fully fledged commercial incubation facility like we've got, and you know doing it commercially it's it's just it's chalk and cheese you just can't you can't compare the two and people can say well there's similarities but as soon as you've got uh, you know your pet your pet geese that might have three sets a year for you because you feed them scraps every day put put those geese into a gaggle of 3000 testosterone central with those ganders it's it's completely different so it's having the um you know the challenges with mass incubation, the the variety of egg sizes. The um, you know, and incubation has been a massive challenge for us. I'm not I'm not lying about that. And but this um, and just having yeah, the knowing, and we sort of got it down pat now, knowing exactly when to process. Maybe having to adjust your your time of processing during the weather. Exactly knowing what diet you should have them on. Like they're all on grass at lib all the time. They're never not on grass. Um, but what what um, extra feed, you know, ad lib you should be offering them to get the best bang for your buck. But, you know, we, we have these feeders out in the paddock for them. They can stay at the feeders all day if they want, or they can be on the grass all day if they want. Um, but it's it, it, they're a very expensive bird to grow. And, and to get to the knowledge base that we are now, it's cost a huge amount of money. So, um if anyone's wanting to get into it, all I say to you is please do your research. Um, and if you don't have um, really deep pockets, maybe look at something that's going to maybe have more regular um, cash flow. And um, yeah, there's just there's so many there's so many um, proteins that are that aren't being um, you know um, utilized. So, but I'm happy to talk to anyone about it. But yeah, that's um it's a uh, we love them, but it's it's they they are a challenge. You goose is on the up, but there's further to go. Lucy talks about some of her plans for the future. Um, I think just growing, continuing to just um, I'm, I'm just wanting to get as many people exposed to goose as I can in a good way, um, and know that we're not you know killing pets as such, and that. You know, we do we do love our birds. Like um, we we adore them, and, and they're and they're part of the whole system. Um, and and to grow these other these other products that I'm so excited about. My cousin, um, she's gorgeous, Laura Laura Hall. She's up at um, Scone with her hats, um, Philly Philly designs. So 
I'd, I'd, um, we've got a couple of things sort of in the pipeline with wanting to do some stuff more, extend more stuff with millinery. So, um, so no, it's just not only food and meat, but um, some other other things. But I don't want to say too much. So, um, but yeah, lots of exciting things on the on the horizon. Lucy loves farming geese for many reasons, but the low waste approach is a big one with almost every part of the animal valued and processed. People often say they like our geese because they like the story. Um, I suppose of how we started and, and how the geese sort of live with live their life with us and, and, and what we sort of do. But I like geese because it's such an exciting protein and we waste nothing basically. So the only thing that is wasted at this stage by us is the that's composted is the intestine that is it everything else on the bird is used that we have a market for so the heart the heart we sell the giblet we sell um the heads either kept on or we sell the tongue sold the feet are sold um, the feathers are utilised um, and we're developing new products with that. Don't want to go into a lot of detail at the minute with that, but we're developing some super exciting stuff with that. Um, and the goose eggs, we obviously, the unfertilised ones, um, we've got a phenomenal Aboriginal artist who works with us to make um, completely each eggs individually painted um, that has its own story. So um, they're really special. Um, so people can either buy those for Christmas decorations or Easter decorations. Um, and then obviously the goose eggs that have um, embryos that have died in them, um, we could potentially sell, sell those to the Asian market. I can't bring myself to sell them at the minute because I'm afraid they'll explode. So they're composted. Um, but there's just there, – that's what I love about it is that we hardly have – any waste, they're, they're pasture animals, um, and look, they they do work into our um, into into what we do. So, but but I am goose mad. I do admit it's always changing. I suppose there's never ever two days like we're busy with our. I'm well, flat out busy with the kids, especially this time of year. But there there are never any two days on the property that are ever the same. Um, we're a bit crazy loopy, but. Um, some days we wish we were a bit more sane and like a well, what's normal these days, but um, just the variety in what we do, I suppose, and, and that we and that we're sort of on the journey together doing it. Goose is a specialty meat that many Australians go their whole lives without trying. Lucy McKenzie and her family at U Goose are working to change that, farming heritage birds as part of an integrated model that improves soil, steadies cash flow, and provides diverse and delicious products to market. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Danny Vallant. Stay tuned as we talk to some of Australia's best farmers, makers and growers. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or contact us via deepintheweeds.com.au.